Welcome back to Squawking Dead, Goslings. Before we get into the episode, I'm announcing the launch of our YouTube channel. Same as always, just search channels for Squawking Dead and subscribe and hit that bell notification icon so you know the minute we post an episode. Hopefully, we'll someday break out of our audio box and even do some vlogisodes. For now, Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you should be sorry. <laughs> for now... <laughs> For now, the videos are essentially the same audio you can get on SoundCloud, but with some not so boring visuals and some pretty and a pretty cool intro, in my own humble opinion. We've also launched our official site at squawkingdead.com. Yay! That is super exciting. <laughs> it mostly showcases the episodes and the many ways you can subscribe to the show. Dealer's Choice, Apple, Google, YouTube, whatever you want. So many ways. So make many you, ways. Take your pick. After our last two Ezekiel and Negan-centric episodes, we're back to following our protagonists eager to see the grand plan executed to completion but unsatisfied with just sitting on their hands meanwhile carl is taking the time to actually do right by laurie staging the new world order by inducting its first member Sadiq, our muslim glenn whom we briefly met in the season opener before rick dunn drove him away and though we anticipated that we might not see ezekiel for a while carol much like carl funny how they're one letter apart channels her frustration over abandoning her quest to the sanctuary to rally ezekiel but ezekiel just can't snap out of it no. As the tensions at the hilltop continue to intensify, Daryl and Tara leave Alexandria to take out not Negan, but Dwight. With that, I turn to my friend, my confidant, the most golden of girls, Carolina. I'll just start off by saying the past two episodes were pretty strong. This one, I gotta say, I feel like this one was a step down. I <laughs> was not a fan of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> this episode, as far as I'm concerned, should have been called Bad Decisions. Like, wow. I didn't... Like, I'm sorry. Like, I was really riding high on uh, the Kingdom episode. Which one was that? Some Guy uh, yeah, episode some guy, right? four, I think it was. Really like that one. The Negan-centric episode with Father Gabriel. I mean, you know how long I was waiting for that one. Oh, so yeah. I Let me ask really... you a really big question. A really quick question. Were you satisfied with with last week? Because you were very worried about last week's episode. It, it definitely, like, it, it gave me... To be honest, like, I initially, I had wanted more from last week's episode like I was glad that we got the confession and we got some bit of information I had wanted more but in retrospect when I think about it I think that there was actually and I was going to bring this up I think that there was more the, his answers were a little bit loaded and it actually gave me some further insight as to what we may find out in the future that I didn't catch on first viewing so mm. I so I was actually a real fan of the last episode because when I I thought about it i was like hmm yeah that potentially could be something you know i, I don't know if it'll be something and just to get out of the way but when he talks about like the, whoever was in charge before and how he came into play and when he was talking to simon about backsliding it, it kind of made me think well was simon the guy in charge last time or or something or what have you just because in my mind it would explain a little bit more about the oceanside situation because when we met the Oceanside in, in the last season, they were talking about how the saviors came. They lined up all the men and boys over 10 and executed all of them. That's the not what Negan – and that's not what Negan does. Oh. Negan doesn't do that. So it makes me think now – that whoever was in charge before maybe had this sort of reckless behavior and then Negan stepped in and was like, no, 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 no. People are resources. And he has his mantra of maybe you kill one person to make a point, but you're not just 
you know, killing people just for the sake of killing them. So I, in retrospect, I think that episode was a pretty loaded episode with information that could possibly shed some light on a, a lot. So, so it's, a good, it's a good thing you asked that question then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah, that's pretty mind blowing right off the bat. Yeah. And I didn't, it didn't occur to me initially. And then after talking about it and thinking about it, I was like, well, that's true. Because I did think at the time I was like, who, who was in charge before? I was like, well, that's not throwaway dialogue. That has to be something. And right. then when I thought about it, I was like, well, that's true. Because I never, because even before all this, when I was watching it last season, the whole story of Oceanside, to me, even from just knowing Negan from the comic, it just didn't make sense. I'm like, well, right. the, the character would never just do that, especially children like over 10, like that makes no sense because even the way he treated Judith and Carl, you know, like with a certain affection, I was like, that just doesn't, doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah, so like he, would, he would kill Carl to get Rick on board, but he wouldn't right. kill Carl for anything. Just nothing. arbitrarily. Yeah, right. just arbitrarily, right. no. So it just, it didn't make sense. Like that kind of behavior didn't correlate with the character. But then saying that, it makes me think, huh, I was like, maybe that situation with Oceanside was with whoever was in charge of the group before he came into power and basically took over the saviors. Right. So, and, and now it's, this would be a good opportunity to also remind everybody that, and I should have announced this at the top of the show, that we have just posted our first blog post. Uh, actually, Carol is in charge of the blog and she posted a recap episode yes. of The Big Scary You, which is uh, episode five Big of fan. season eight. Yeah. And so why is this a good opportunity? Well, Carol, being in charge of the blog will also be posting her little comic spoilers so yeah. something i will not read no. for you for you people who are tv exclusive and do not yeah. want to be spoiled uh with comic information that may change anyway but you know at the same time there are some people that i know will want to delve into the comic lore to see extrapolate possible timeline you know potential roots. yeah so uh but yeah getting and, back but getting back to this episode, I will say that my biggest issue with this episode is that I feel like we were returning to the same old bad decisions. Why in the world are we going to these garbage people? I mean, you know how I feel about these garbage people. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, they just me can't both. be trusted. That's one. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, have we not learned from from the whole Rosita and Sasha situation? Why are we going off on these suicide missions? Right, you know, between right. Daryl and Tara... And, and Michonne and Rosita, I'm like, what do you guys do? Or and even Aaron and 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 Enid, I was like, what in the world? I'm like, because this makes sense. Okay, we're all gonna scatter. Meanwhile, Rick's like, you know, tied up in a in a freaking trailer, thinking that like the cavalry is coming and they're off on their own like side missions. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's. I think you're mostly it's mostly this idea that they're very that you have some people that should not even be going out that are yeah. injured even that yes. that really have no business going out. And and committing suicide basically right, right. so yeah. oh boy yeah i mean of, i agree with you i agree with you wholeheartedly there yeah that was my my frustration it was just like oh are we doing this again did we not learn from the sasha situation rosita I wanted to shake rosita i mean oh, yeah. uh, Although it was more Michonne who wanted to go out there. Rosita just basically decided to tag along. But yeah, like really I'm, not, was... I'm not in the mood to get shot again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
Oh my god. Oh, man. Yeah, so, I, I I don't know if I had the same reaction as you, but like as you're framing it this way, it's like, okay, why are all these people making huge mistakes? Yeah. But I think you know what, let's let's take this a little further, as I usually do. Um if you've noticed though, a lot of the younger people, um, let's take Henry with Carol and let's take Carl with Sadiq. Yes. Uh, uh many of them there is a distinct effort here to, and even with Carol a little bit, but even though she's a little older, she's young at heart. And it, it seems to me like the younger people are forging their own path with respect yes. to, like, instead of wasting my time falling into the same old traps and being bloodthirsty, you know what, let me use my time constructively and build a better world. You know, Jesus is obviously the prime example of this, but he's a little yes. tied up right now, almost, right. you know, literally almost. But you have Carl with Sadiq and you have, you have Henry, and it's all these like little examples of like no i'm not gonna lay down you know i'm gonna fight or no i'm gonna you know instead of sitting on my hands trying to make myself crazy i'm gonna just befriend this guy and see if he's worthy of coming to our community so things like that right, so there right. is a there is a the, the episode does make a little effort to show the distinction between and actually does it in quite the gradient too mm -hmm, uh, all mm -hmm. the way up to the dara and Terrell, which i'm calling Terrell right now <laughs> the tag good. team Terrell, the terrible Terrell. oh god Terrell. That's that's good though. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help it. Like, it's just like I kept saying Dara and Tara. See, I can't even do it right. Tara and Daryl, and so it just came out Terrell one day. I'm like, all right, we're doing this. Yeah, know, which is kind of what he says. We're doing this. So yeah. yeah. There, there, there's going to be some major death among that group. I don't, I don't I, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there now. <laughs> Shaking my eight ball. Seven saying. out of the eight sides are saying, yeah, death. Yeah, there's, there's. I just, in my mind, Morgan's gone either by mid-season finale or end of the season. Um, Tara, I just don't know how much more you can go with Tara in terms of an arc. You know what right, I mean? Right. In terms of a character arc, I just don't know where you necessarily take her. So oh, it yeah. makes me concerned that, eh, especially because she's on this sort of like rage filled mission, you know. Just senseless I, almost. There's no even, purpose to it. And I still don't understand the motive because, okay, Dwight is your informant. He, and even I think Tara said, it's like, we wouldn't have gotten as far as we've had right, if it weren't for it. him. Yeah. So then why are you guys going on this mission to kill Dwight? I didn't get it. Yeah, especially if it ain't over yet. You know, it's not over till no. the fat lady sings. Get it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's why, why risk the right. possibility of him running? Like, I don't know if he would run to the arms of the arms of the saviors, but why risk losing this asset over this? Yeah. It's not over. You know, it's not right. over till it's over. So it just, it just made no sense. sense to me. It didn't make any sense. I was like, I don't understand the motive for this whatsoever. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, look, I mean, Daryl, Daryl had some reminders of his captivity and, and, and I'm sure he's right. he, he not, he, he'd only just been released. He'd only just uh, briefed the group. And, you know, after being there for so long, you know, for, I think like, like weeks on end, I think, or a week at least on it, you know, straight in solitary, no. Yeah. No clothes, no light, barely any food, right. but, you know, not complying, still trying to stay strong. And Tara, she's had to live with the consequences of the same. I mean, just like Maggie, she's had to live right. with losing her a loved one. Right. You know, just senselessly and out of the blue, just with complete cruelty. Right. Um, you know, the most unsung death ever. Yeah. And, and so suddenly. So, which is like you said the other week was uh, the way Abraham was supposed to go out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, I can see it, but right. I don't know why I would risk everything 
everything. I mean, you're talking about the safety of, you know, the possibility of risking the safety of everybody you love and right. know. So, you know, and, and the walkers haven't been cleared from the sanctuary. I mean, maybe they're no. just checking it out. Maybe they're they're assuming that, you know, oh, you know, they, this is a perfect time to attack because in the confusion we can take them out. But like that kind of logic will only fly so far until you start seeing the walkers and realizing uh, this is it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not worth risking everything. Right. Plus the other thing too is that they did mention in the season finale of last season, season seven, when they when they were transporting Sasha and Eugene over to Alexandria to kind of ambush them or whatever, they even mentioned to Sasha in terms of the ride, it's a two hour drive between where um, the sanctuary is and Alexandria. A two-hour drive? I'm like, do you really need to? Why? Why are we risking driving two hours to go to a zombie-infested sanctuary? Oh, like, yeah. like, let Rick bring you back some Polaroids so you can see what happened. Like, there's no need, <laughs> no need to drive two hours to just see for yourself. Like, I need to see. What do you need to see? I don't understand. Mm. Well, yeah, but I guess in a world where there's no cell phones and there's no instant communication, it doesn't seem like they have a walkie. And if they do, they're not using it because I don't think they want the transmissions to be intercepted. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but the sanctuary seemed to have uh, walkies. Yeah, they have. They do, yeah. And I, I believe Alexandria may have at one point had, and if they didn't, you know, it would be probably wise not to use it anyway, because there's not a lot of chatter uh, in this new world order. And if there right. is, um, there's a distinct chance that you can find the right channel to glom onto and, and listen to everybody. So in a world where there's no instant messaging or no texting, no calling, I can see people going a little crazy. And maybe that is the motivation for Terrell, let's call it, um, and, and some of the other people like Aaron and, and Enid, you know, just everybody getting a little bit impatient and maybe coming right. out of a world where there's all this instant contact, mm-hmm. you know, going into this world, we actually have to wait for people to come back another two hours after completing their mission. Right. Um, you know, there's not microwaves stashed with messages everywhere in this world too. So it's like, and you can only, you only have to check so many microwaves to see which message, you know, yeah. which uh, picture message you got in the mail. True. So anyway, Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. I- it's I'm trying possible. to rationalize it, right? So I I hear you. I I see where you're coming from. I was just I was just frustrated because I was like, okay, so we're marching towards certain death. Okay, all right. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to work it out. You know, like, what's, what's the motivation here? What's what's the spirit you doing? Why? As soon so, as I saw that, I was just sort of trying to calculate in my head. I'm like, okay, which one of these guys is going out in the next couple of episodes? Like, who's who's getting killed off? <laughs> in the next couple episodes i still and it hasn't still, happened really yet so no so it makes sort of me con- like a lot of the kingdom but you know yeah still. yeah they're like b level it's like <laughs> we're we, we're i i i'm thinking someone a level might be going i mean i i put tara under a level and i think that tara is definitely i i am concerned for yeah. her safety um i don't think michonne's going anywhere I don't think that they would do that. Oh no! But now you see. I, now that you said it, you just put it in my head. So I you know, know. What I mean? you name somebody, it automatically I, just makes that well, because, happen. Well, because I look at it. Well, technically, I look at it as like Enid, Aaron, Michonne, Rosita, Daryl, and Tara. I'm like any one of you guys, or multiple ones of you guys, could be killed off based on your missions, your your scattered, you know, side missions that you guys are doing. Right. Right. Um. I don't know. In the back of my head i always get concerned about daryl yeah i do 
to me, Daryl and Tara, I mean, these are prime yeah. suspects. I mean, both yeah. of these have a lot to lose by being so reckless. I mean, not a lot to lose, right. but like, it seems like for being so reckless, I mean, it's yeah. got to be one of them. Right. It makes me feel like one of you guys is definitely going out. I mean, I know that everybody's like, no, they would never get rid of Daryl. But sometimes I do wonder, especially, I know they get concerned about the ratings and stuff like that. But I, I don't know if doing something that bold in terms of killing off da- some a character like Daryl would hurt them or be so shocking that people would be like, oh my, you know, people would tune in more. I don't know. You know, I mean, like, they got a lot of adverse reaction from, you know, the murder of Glenn, but that was just right. because of the grotesqueness and uh, um, just overt graphic way that they did it, you know? Right, right. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 in the back of my head, I'm like, Daryl, I don't know. Like, would they do it? Would they actually do it? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm starting to think they actually might. And the reason for that. Yeah, I actually do. I don't know. And it's something you alluded to in a way. I mean, just because of the comic knowledge, we, we do know that Dwight makes it past this. Yeah. So if he is going to be that reckless and actually try to kill Dwight, there is a possibility that either something gets him in the process of trying to kill Dwight because he's just so yeah. hell-bent. Yes. Or yes. Dwight actually takes him out. Right. In, in which case, it opens the door for something that is not present in the comics in that you have a character that has been very um, focused on in the show that mm-hmm. hasn't been at all, has not made it at all to the comic. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you, how will you treat the absence or the death of that character in the TV right. show? What are the ramifications right. of taking him out? Yeah. So, I'd be very interested to see how this this full unfolds because yeah whoa this and can go anywhere it could go anywhere i mean you could Big it could scare you yeah <laughs> pretty much it could go anywhere it really could so i don't know if they would dare i mean if they did kill off daryl that would be ballsy as hell like if they did it if they actually you know decided you know what this is the course of action we're taking this is what's going to happen. I would be pretty damn like floored, you know? Oh, no. And be sad as hell, too. But no, it I would mean, be... it would be justified, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know, you know? Like, I don't know if they would do it. it it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Morgan, for sure. I don't think Morgan's getting past this season. I oh, definitely uh, don't. A, speaking of Morgan, he will, not, over. he will no longer be on The Walking Dead. <laughs> I think by the end of this season, and that's yeah. because yeah, he he is he will be crossing over to Fear the Walking Dead. Now, whether he makes it on Fear the Walking Dead, whatever the circumstances of his disappearance from the Walking Dead, um, right. that's open to interpretation. But you know, as far as we know, he's going to be in, I guess, at least the first episode of Fear the Walking Dead. So yeah, time to catch up, Carol. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like time to follow our boy. <laughs> I know. It's like I gotta follow Morgan. I will say though, I would have been more excited if it was Abraham coming back. Oh. I do. I would have. Like I, in my mind, I was already anticipating that they were gonna say Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. Well, because they're gonna be in Texas. So in my mind, I was like, well, Abraham's from Texas. For his oh, character. I see. Like a like a like a rewind, uh, sort of that's, Abraham before the apocalypse. Oh, right. Okay. So in my okay. mind, that's what I thought they would do. But so I was mm-hmm. sincerely surprised when I heard that it would be Morgan 
the character of Morgan. I was like, really? I was well, like, something's hmm. telling me that. Yeah, something's telling me that the the show is going to be at a point where Fear and uh, The Walking Dead match up. In my, that's what I'm thinking. And the reason why I think that is because in all the places where we find Morgan, he's kind of generally be somewhere between uh, Georgia, like Atlanta, Georgia, all the way to DC. Like Texas right. would be a step west. Yeah, and a exactly. hard step west. You know, several right. several hours west. Right. So it would be really cool if it was Abraham, but yeah, I guess that logistically, I was just having a hard time understanding. I was like, so how does he get to Texas? How does that work? Oh, I mean, I'm sure he would be in Texas. Oh, that's right, because he was in the Capitol building in Houston, was it? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I was just like, how do you how do you reconcile this? I mean, I'm sure they have their. I'm, I'm sure, obviously, that they have this all planned out. It just, in my mind, I was just like, really, how? How is this going to work? Well, actually, it could be a time jump thing where maybe you will get your Abraham and then you'll get Morgan later on. Maybe something happens where they get together and then a lot of time passes where they are together and then something happens where Morgan comes into the picture and and maybe Morgan screws everything up. (laughs) Comes in. I got to clear you. You It's all Morgan's fault. It all stems from Morgan. Make it a clearer place. <laughs> I don't know. I was just very surprised to hear it was Morgan. I was like, really, Morgan? Hmm. Well, I figure. You know what? Let's put it this way. Uh, just to get it out of the way, I, I do want to jump to the sneak peeks because there's really nothing to say beyond uh-huh. this one little tidbit. But we do see Morgan in the next episode. So not yes. not not this the current episode that we're covering, but the next episode we do see him with a sniper rifle. So I did see that. Ooh, nervous about that. But I think Morgan's but, yeah. a goner. I don't. Yeah, who oh man, who knows at, at this point? At some point. You know, Definitely, oh, just, I did yeah. want to say one thing about wh- all these impending possible deaths. I feel like the why I've invented like a new term for this kind of suspense <laughs> and it's called tantric death. So tantric. They, they get our suspense levels so high on who is going to die next because it's going to happen. Yes. Um and they don't do it and they haven't done it for our our little our our title characters, which is, you know, what these guys are, you know, the Terrors, the Daryls, the Ricks and all that. So it's just leading to it. And we're just, there's right. so much buildup that eventually they may kill more than one. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just that big, big of an explosion. They've yeah. held it off for so long. So, yeah. Tantric death, people. Hashtag. I think Make so. It Make it I happen, so. Carol. You're better with these things. I'll try. I'll Oddly try to enough. make it happen. I guess, <laughs> oddly enough, I'm better about death and brooding. Yeah, death, brooding, and hashtags. <laughs> hashtags. There we think. go. There we go. Oh, that's your new I... blog. Personal blog. Oh, my God. It's a perfect title, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, death, brooding, and hashtags. <laughs> a, a biopic. Uh, a biopic. Anyway. <laughs> no, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I do think that there'll be some major deaths, but I just don't. Uh, Clear the field. Um... Clear the board. <laughs> <laughs> just, kill, just kill them all. Just kill them all. Walking Dead is replaced by an entirely new staff. Uh, cast. Oh, new, that's it. They just basically cleared house. Oh my god! The, the only person now on Fox. <laughs> I know. It's like the only person standing is like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's it. I'd watch Egan's that. The only one surviving. <laughs> Jeffrey he Dean me Morgan up. and Gregory and Simon. Oh. oh my god! Can you imagine? Oh, that's a chip. that's a that's a strange group right there. Yeah, the new Chipmunks movie. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, but and yeah, no, and I, Gregory is Theodore. So just let's put that on the table. <laughs> Gregory got his ass kicked this week. Holy I mean, moly, yeah, that was some. That was a serious wound that man got. 
Yeah. What like that? Just him sim, just being so whimpery and oh, yes. I was so yeah. uncomfortable there because that you really was kind got of uncomfortable to watch, wasn't it? I was, yeah. I did feel a little uncomfortable, you know. Yeah. And but this show needed it too. Like, I, yeah. it seems to me that people are so tough in the apocalypse, and it's rare to see somebody that's been so sheltered. Yes, to see somebody break down like that, it was kind of like it's uncomfortably humbling. realistic. Yeah, that's yeah. The thing. I say it I mean, all the time. Remember, I said it before, people love to like have delusions of grandeur that if the apocalypse happened they would be Daryl and it's like no most of us would be Eugene most <laughs> yeah. of us would be Eugene let's yeah, be honest if we're about lucky. it if we're lucky if we're, oh man but Leah I think I think a lot of us would be I mean like I said I'd be lucky if I was a Gregory that's 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 right. how I feel about that and so to see that it was very like it's you know what it's as much as Gregory was such a detestable character in this episode like even be, like, so before that you have the scene with Maggie and him right 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 and he's really weaving in um you know he's trying to weave he's trying to really get Maggie to do all do all the things that he couldn't do he's looking yeah. at this as some sort of weird opportunity puppet, for puppet master yeah exactly i'm gonna be i'm gonna be negan so so he's trying to manipulate her to and she oh man god bless her she's like she's so smart yeah um, yeah you know i guess all that experience with uh deanna is really yeah. helping her out has really helped her out and you know with rick and she everything can she can read people she she knows that he can't be trusted she knows oh, yeah. she knows the wolf the sheep from the wolf the wolves from the sheep is what she says yes Yep. Oh, now oh. she gets it. She's like, nope, you're going into the corral too. Oh man. Oh, and that was and that was great. That was kind of like the and I didn't even write this down, but it made me think of this now. But if you do watch Game of Thrones, it was that total mm-hmm. fake out moment where um, Sansa Stark is trying to. It, it frames the shot where she's trying to try Arya for treason, you know, in this last season. Mm-hmm. And uh, at at the end of the day, it was a fake out, and she turns to Littlefinger, you know, because Littlefinger had been feeding her all this information about Arya. She's planning to betray you, and and Arya was genuinely scary. Right. But in in that she's there in the hall you know Arya is in the center of the room standing alone she's Sansa's yelling the charges or not yelling or she's announcing the charges to Arya you mm-hmm. know and to her face and at the last second turns to Littlefinger and, see, and she says how do you plea you know and it was just yeah. a moment that like oh my god is this actually happening you know, and that's how I felt when I saw Gregory get called out I'm like oh yes yeah yeah it's finally yeah it's finally happening he went moment. And, yeah, and she hammered down. Oof. Yeah, hammered down. It's like get all of you guys are getting into our personal little internment camps, basically. Oh man, internment I mean, camps. You wrote was. that down, didn't you? No, I, I mentally wrote it down in my head. I was like, these are basically savior internment camps. That's Don't essentially what Quantumo. That <laughs> is that is basically what this is. I was like, okay, you know, Build just smoke. just saying, just saying. Man, yeah, but I, but, but, that was, but that was the thing. They didn't know whether they were going to be like led to freaking gallows to be slaughtered. You know, like they weren't sure. So I mean, in reality, this is about you know as favorable of a outcome as they can expect to get. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and that's that's true. And but in exchange for that, you get this crazy tension between yes Maggie and Jesus, and I guess rightly so in a way. I mean, he did put her in a very uncomfortable position. Yeah. If you really think about it, it goes back to what we said about cell phones and letters and like right. instant messaging. It, it's yeah. not there, so you kind of have to think on your feet. And he really took a big chance. Like he didn't send a scout ahead because you can't afford no. to 
separate from that group in case somebody tries to escape or, you know. I mean, it was a really, it was a really testy situation in that kind of position. Like, I mean, he kind of gave her no other option because what was she, what was she going to do? Execute people that have already surrendered and have no weapons on them? Like, that's just, oh, that, that's a, I mean, that's a line that you don't necessarily want to cross because that's just, you know, like he, like Jesus had said to Morgan, it's like, I've killed, you know, we kill, but we don't execute. It's like, you kill somebody and as an act of self-defense that you have to, but not, you know, just, okay, you're defenseless and you have no weapons, but, you know, we're going to line you up and kill you all. Like, that's just really, you know. And yeah, you know, it seemed to be all options on the table. And that that's really, and whether she meant it or not, because there's a possibility that she just made it seem like all options are on the table and she's faking out, you know, and she really didn't she know what to do. can't show her hand. Yeah, she can't yeah. show her hand. You know, but at the same time, I think that also it needs to be like clear that, you know, if anybody steps out of line, if it goes the wrong way, it's like they're they're not going to hesitate having to kill because they're not going to have any other option. So oh, yeah. they, but they're trying to be merciful right now because they don't have a reason not to. These people surrendered. They have no weapons on them. What are you going to yeah, do? And, and barely merciful too. Like think about the, the food, yeah, the throwing of turnips in everybody's laps. It, yeah. Jesus was trying to hand out food and she's calling him out. Now, right. the one thing that makes me think that she is putting on a, an act is the one scene in where Aaron and Enid are with mm-hmm. Maggie and mm-hmm. Jesus and Jesus steps in after you know Aaron is you know spilling his heart out about Eric and it's um he comes in and he says oh it looks like Gregory's trying to suck up to the saviors now so he's reporting back to Maggie and he's being obvious about it and right. there is still that tension but it seems to me like okay we're on the same page you know that sort of thing like right. you know oh they're buying it you know they're they're right. staying in line right so right right maybe maybe there's maybe the, i mean obviously there is a genuine concern and there was initially uh, but i think they they, there may be some simpatico going on, like uh, oh, good cop, bad cop. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, cop, Jesus, cop, Maggie, cop. <laughs> so it could be, it could be, just to kind of you know keep them on their toes. Yeah, yeah, and it's working too. Like as you can see, uh, the guy, the savior that was kind of you know trying to talk and you know yes. kind of concerned was his name Philip. I keep forgetting his name. I think I heard Dylan. Dylan, yeah, one of the two. But he seems to speak up. He's kind of like he's yeah. reading the room and he's seeing that everybody's kind of trepidatious. Some right. of them are scared. Some of them right. are not being scared. <laughs> Jared, um, right. and he's kind of like, well, look. I'm not, I haven't been the best of guys, but at the same time, you know, I'm just trying to get by, you know, and maybe he's done some bad things, but he's trying to, I guess, something tells me he's kind of like a Northeasterner, by the way, because of his accent. He just kind of talks that way, just plain spoken in that way. Yeah. You know, calling it like it is, like some people we know. Um, Yes. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, he's just basically saying, like, look, I, you know, fell in with this group protection you know but i mean it's it's with a lot of them it's it's a lot of like hey you know i'm just you know doing a job and that's about it you know but i'm no angel (laughs) no no and i mean far and i don't think anybody who's made it this far in the apocalypse is an angel you know which takes me even jesus which takes me to the carl situation with sadiq i was very pleased to hear the three questions 
We haven't yes. heard that in a very long time. Oh, I could tell you could not wait because I could not wait either. When I saw it, I, yeah. I wanted to say something to you. I was just, just like, I was like, finally, <laughs> the three questions. We haven't heard this in forever. I was like, thank oh, so, you. Yes, before you even say it, because if we're going to go into this, the one thing I wanted to mention, I because mean, I know Arabic, right? And Sadiq just literally means in, in Arabic, it means wise. So I'm wondering how maybe that might play into something uh, on the show. Because names it, usually, when people have names yes. on the show, usually means something i'll be interested too i would be very interested because i will say that he is a character from the comic but Mm. however he's not introduced really until later on Mm. so i thought it was interesting that they introduced him earlier than anticipated so i think that they'll kind of modify him a little bit from the comic um because to introduce him at this point i feel it must be for a reason so I'll be curious to see, but um, yeah, I, I that's interesting. I didn't realize his name means wise. <laughs> yep. So now I'm wondering, I mean, if that makes any sense. Um, but uh, yes, the three questions and the surprising kind of answers. Like, first of all, how many people have answered so specifically yes. the amount of walkers that they've killed? That was very specific. <laughs> <laughs> 137. Yes. Yes. Give wow. or take. That's a lot of walkers. That's like more than everybody's killed probably combined on the show. Yeah, that's a lot. At least on screen. Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I love the reason too. And I know we're we're spelling things out for people listening. So, but at the same time, yeah, why not? Um, but just the freeing of souls is it's just this really was... weird idea. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. I thought that was very interesting. You know, like freeing their souls, which. I mean, I think that's part of it too. Like, I mean, you know, even going back to the last ep- the last episode when Egan was talking about, you know, how he feels guilty that he could not put down his wife and almost kind of release her from mm. this kind of life of, you know, living like a walking corpse, you know? Morgan felt the same thing about his wife. And didn't he didn't manage put, to do either. Yeah. And couldn't do it either, you know? So it's interesting. It's very interesting that he brings up this idea of like releasing their souls. Right. How hard themselves. it was to put down Bob too, if you remember. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. Wow. So. yeah. So and we see that it looks like a, a repeating theme with stronger characters. Yes. It seems to be. Or so called maybe some of them are not as strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Morgan. Um yeah. but yeah, it's, it's it's what an interesting concept. And so and you know, to the point where Sadiq was able to not only put down these people, but also mercy kill the one person he actually did kill before the other, before the walker could, the walkers could tear him apart. Yeah. And that's something, first of all, very powerful. I mean, you're, if you're actively going out after walkers, you are obviously, you obviously have to be somewhat proficient in them and he has laid traps. So he is being smart. He's not going after them actively. No. He's using a combination of intelligence and, you know, and obviously if he has to fight, he will. Yeah. Cunning. Perfect word. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the possibilities, but, there's one thing that I think a lot of people will comment on, and that's the fact that who purposely puts themselves in danger, you know, and Carl says this himself, like, why right. would you risk your energy and your food supply and just to just to just to do this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, people will call it out and say it's stupid. And I think it's going to come up. You know, I think the ne- the 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 fallback, the uh, not the fallback. Let me I'm going to edit the, this out later. Yeah. The, um, the backlash. Of yeah. The back- is going to catch up with him in some manner. It's got every- the show does this. But everybody on the show th- that night was just making bad decisions because Carl, too. I'm like, what are you doing, Carl? Like, 
get the hell back to the house. Like, that I don't understand. Like, what? Like, I didn't understand, too. I was like, are we, again, are we wandering around in the woods again? Like, yeah. really? <laughs> and, and, th- and them all, both of them almost getting killed. Moreover, Carl, because yes. Carl looked very outnumbered. I was yes. really, really panicking. That you- was, yeah, that was, that was a moment that I was like, oh. <laughs> That was really tense because that That looked like the perfect scene to actually take Carl out. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm still nervous that we're going to see that he was bitten in the next episode. So I'm like, I'm kind of like shaking right now. Yeah. You can hear Um, it in the mic. I'm I'm shaking right now. I don't. Yeah. They they, they like to. No, but they do like to play around with that, especially with Carl. I mean, they they like to do that every season, though. You're just like, oh. All the many ways we dip Carl in danger. So meanwhile, Carl's probably going to be the the last survivor on this show. <laughs> like everybody else is going to get killed, and it's going to be like Carl is the last person standing. Back to the apocalypse. the The show is all about Carl. I, I keep. I told you every week. I'm going to try and figure out who's it about. Who is this show about? The showcase showdown. <laughs> Like the, the showcase wheel. Yeah. Uh, it's back I, to Carl. He's like the back to Carl. He, he's like the seventy-five dollar uh, seventy-five cent spot on yeah, the wheel. On the wheel. Exactly. Judith slash Greasy's being the hundredth, the hundred uh-huh, one. Uh-huh. And yeah, Michelle being the fifty one. Yeah, they're they're still up there, Gracie and uh, Judith. <laughs> <laughs> just, still up there in my another mind. ten minutes or fifteen yeah. minutes. In my eyes. Give him another episode. <laughs> Oh, love it. Although Gracie, oh. Gracie made an appearance this, this uh, yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. It's a good look. It's a good look that. on Maggie. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, mark my words, that baby. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, that baby. It, it, that child means something. I'm sorry. I'm still worried about this whole Judith biting it and Gracie taking Judith's name. I'm yeah. still worried about that. That, that, I, is, that, that idea that we had in, uh, I think it was episode two. That's another thing that concerns me too, because it's like they could do that too. I mean, I, I I think to myself, I'm like, God, do you really want to go there and kill a child? Oh my God, do we really want to do that? But I mean, I just don't know anymore. I wouldn't put them past them to, you know. I mean, they may not be graphic about oh, it. Oh, it's twisted. Yeah, no, but, they won't be. But it's just this twisted. I mean, they almost did that at the prison, if you remember. She was missing from the the, the from the car seat. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. They almost did that there. How nervous you, were you? That? Well, you know what? That's the way it was supposed to happen. That's what happened <gasps> in the comic. That's the way it was Ooh. supposed to happen to Judith. So they just didn't they just didn't make it happen. But that's what was supposed Being to happen. Spoiled. Right. <laughs> Judith was supposed to die at the prison. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler. Oh. It didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> obviously Judith is still very much alive. Well, I guess but, uh, my theory actually holds water in a weird, it, now I feel like a jerk kind of way. <laughs> but it could have. I mean, but the thing is, they could still do it. I don't know. I guess know. they're doing it in a clever way if my theory is, if my idea is, is right. It, that makes so much more sense. We do see her in the flash forward. So that, that that's crazy, Judith. I don't know. I Judith don't Gracie. Know. Uh, now, now I'm completely, like, now I have no idea. Like, is it Judith? Is it Gracie? Does it matter? Like, does that have any implications for the other one? Maybe not. I don't know. So it's... Oh, I forgot her middle name. It was Judith Gracie now. Ass kicker Grimes. There you go. Oh, yeah. little ass kisser. Uh, ass kicker. <laughs> that's Gregory. Kisser. Leave him alone. That's, that's, that's Gregory. Yes. <laughs> Daryl was the one who gave her that name, right? Little ass kicker. I want to say, yeah. That makes sense. I think it, I think it was Daryl. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, is, we've, I, gone, I, we've gone too deep. We gotta yeah, pull back. We've gone deep. Okay, hold on. We gotta get we gotta get back on track again. 
Well, I do want to mention the microwave on the highway. There's something interesting about having the microwave with the photos and the letters. You know, it's like yeah. this little mailbox on the highway that nobody would know was a mailbox. And then having that microwave clever. thrown at Sadiq, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I want to make a connection somewhere there, but I don't I know. know what that would be. <laughs> I know. But it I is clever, though. Yeah. I thought it was very clever, you know. And somebody very- threw a microwave at me. I don't know who it was, but it was out of a car window. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, it's full of photos. I just ate them. God. Yeah. It'll be interesting when they bring Sadiq to Alexandria. I'll be curious to see <laughs> the reaction. Oh, God. It'll be like one of those down south scenes where, like, you know, real deep south, rural, and, like, people looking at him with rocking back and forth on the rocking chairs with the little little thing of wheat in their mouths. Like, I they, see they've, you. They've got rocking chairs at Alexandria. We've seen it. <laughs> Yeah, we have, we have, oh, and and a dude with the the alcohol. Will he get? He bit it. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Spencer. Was it? Yes. was it Spencer? No, the uh, the dude the, the that was married to the chick uh, that died also with Sam. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't. We call him the, the the porch porch dick. Was he was? Yes, that's him. what Abraham called him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I think it was uh, Chris uh, Chris Hardwick. Was that what he called them? It was Chris Hardwick called him porch stick. He's pretty funny. Chris oh Hardwick. my god, yeah. So and just well, those guys are gone now, so we're right. good. Yeah, They're all gone. <laughs> Anybody resembled that? Um, but yeah, that would be that. Would, I just don't know. Yeah, it's I, that's the whole other dimension that, and this is assuming that he makes it to Alexandria. <laughs> so yeah, I'm already yeah. assuming that he does. I'm just kind of like basing it off assumptions that they make it to Alexandria. I know I'm what assuming... it is though. I know why you think that. Because you saw you saw that flashback of Laurie and Carl. And you know f- yeah, there was a little flash to when when they were talking when when he was talking about his mom. Oh yes, yes, yes. Doing right. Yeah, there's a cute such a good flashback of Laurie and Carl, the young Carl in mm-hmm. the bed recovering in the farm, I think it was. Oh and it was yeah, so yeah, yeah. sweet, man. It was just so sweet and it just filled my heart with hope. <laughs> oh God, that's way back in the day. Jeez, season two. Watch it a third time, man. I'm telling you, that's it's just a sweet little flashback. I think you could just turn it off, but yeah, that was kind of cool the way they framed no. it. It was no. like a second or two. It was nothing, but yeah, if you caught it, it was kind of cute. Um, oh, oh, Carl. Yeah, yeah, we're being positive. We're, we're there's a little positive part of us. Um, positive. Yeah, let's see. Um, so yeah, Aaron and Enid going to the sanctuary. Just I might as well bring that up. I think. Do you trust Enid? I do now, um, but I just don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. You know, like what's the point of this trip? Do you I don't have an idea of why they would be doing this. I mean, there's but I do not understand the point because I don't understand any of their points this past episode. But <laughs> I don't understand in, people. I don't understand any of them. But I know that there are people out there that feel that and. I don't know, like in the last episode, again, when Gregory was talking to Simon, I think, or, or, or Negan, and he was telling them like, oh, well, you don't need me to tell you anything. You already knew that they were in cahoots or whatever, like the kingdom and Alexandria and the hilltop and whatever, um, which in my mind, I thought that they knew everything that they needed to know from the garbage people. So the garbage people told them everything that they needed to know. Mm. But you have a huge now, theory I want to reveal, though, by the way, but I'll get to that. Sorry. But now I'm wondering if there is a mole on mm. our side that's oh, feeding crap. information to Negan's people. 
Um, because I think we talked about it a little bit, like the whole like transporting of the fat lady, you know, the 50 caliber and stuff. How did they know to move it from that particular location to uh, Gavin's outpost? How did they know that they were coming, that they were going there? I mean, yeah, we could say like, well, I don't know, they, they intercepted intelligence or whatever to know that they were coming or, or whatever. But could there potentially be a mole? And could that mole potentially be Enid? I know that some people don't trust her and like think that maybe she potentially could be some sort of factor in it. I don't know. I don't know because Enid's not, you know, she's she's not a very prevalent character. She's always there. And she's always been kind of shifty. So you never could totally, not shifty in the sense of, of maliciousness, but she's just looking like out. She's kind of like the garbage people. Yeah. She's just looking for, to, to survive, you know? JSS, yeah. you know? Yeah, like that's, yeah. So I wonder if that is a possibility. I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, because you could go down this rabbit hole. It's a right. good rabbit hole to go down. Uh, jeepers, creepers. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that may makes me think that that may not be the case is the, the affinity for Glenn and how right. much she attached herself to That's him. That's true. That is her, true. His death must have rocked her, too. Yes, and, and it, it seemed did. like it did. Yeah, I think it did because she, she went over to the hilltop to, to visit his grave and all of that. So you're right. I don't... No, but more twisted things have happened on the show. Right. So yeah. I mean, it's I'm, I'm not I'm definitely not discarding this idea because, mm-hmm. but I do. It, oh, man, it she insisted on going with Aaron too. That that see that brings me back to your idea. Because it could because it could have had because Negan's whole thing with like killing the right person is to make everybody else fall in line, kind of put this fear in people of like you know this is how terrible of a thing I can do. And everybody immediately kind of falls in line. In the case of Rick's people, you know, they're not falling in line. They're they're pushing they're pushing back. Mm-hmm. But maybe it has the reverse effect on Enid. She is young. She was very much rocked by it. That maybe she is rocked by it to the point of being like, I don't want to relive that. I do not right. want to relive that situation. I do not want to see anybody else get hurt on my part. You know, like maybe. I don't know, but yeah, she has been resistant to optimism too. Yes, any form of it, is that, which any is why she runs away a lot. Why she why she puts puts herself in danger. Yeah. You know, prefers to be alone. Yes. Ooh, we can go see, and it's it's kind of cool. Like, I, and now instead of a disrupting character, we have uh, disrupting comp, com, um, concepts. You know, yeah. we have these ideas where we can go anywhere from uh, just because of the volatility that these people are are exhibiting, but also throw these volatile situations that they're putting themselves into. Even Aaron. That is such a big unknown, Aaron and um and Enid. I, I appreciate the idea that Aaron he no Eric, he feels kind of useless at the hilltop. Yes. You know, and he just wants to be of assistance. Now, what's interesting about all these different paths, you know, uh Aaron and Enid, you got Michonne and, and uh, Rosita, right, and you got Terrell and, and and all these people that are converging essentially they don't know that they're doing this it kind of goes back to the instant messaging thing like they're all kind of thinking the same thing they're all they can't just be patient which i i can't blame them i get it i just only because of the instant messaging idea like the idea that we can't get instant communications between each other so i can appreciate the idea that they just want to make sure that this is followed through followed through at the very least but some people want a little bit more um 
And so they're just, they just, they're tired of living in fear. So, you know, they just want to see with their own eyes that this is going through. And if something is just not going right, they want to be on hand to be able to make sure it's continuing. So I kind of like the idea that everybody's kind, some some of these people are thinking the same things. So in one sense of the word, yeah, you could be totally frustrated and I get you and I'm with you actually, but... Let's appreciate the fact that it's nice to see that these people are thinking somewhere along the same lines. They're, they just want to be, feel safe, finally. You know, they want to have that future. And they, they just can't feel safe with these, these cult of Negan people, you know, these saviors. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I think that kind of brings us to, to the whole uh, Michonne Rosita thing, them going mm-hmm. to the, uh, that place. Now, you, you, we'd started talking about it, these, these scavenger people. I mean, we, you mentioned it when, we're, when you were talking about Enid being the possible mole. Yes. But I don't know if you heard the conversation between Theo and what was the girl's name? Uh, the, the two saviors that were in that little warehouse. I didn't catch her name. Yeah, they mentioned her name in Talking Dead. Okay. And, uh, and I just forgot it. I, I forgot what Tia, maybe, Tia and Theo or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the sanctuary breach and the armory breach and how bad, how, you know, they were calling about Dick Rick or what was his name? They, they called him, <laughs> what did they call him again? Uh, Rick the D- Dickless Rick or something. <laughs> it's really crazy. Um, Rick the Dick, I think it was, or something like that. And they were talking about the breach and they were talking about um, the armory and, and they are scavengers and they were looking, and they're basically it seems to me that they're looking for rank because they see this as an opportunity for them to step up mm-hmm. and they go because I'm like I'm like putting my ear to the speakers to kind of hear what they're saying because it's it's barely audible right right um and uh and they're basically seeing this as an opportunity to oh let's get the fat lady we can lead the herd away from the sanctuary and you know right. and and Michonne and, and Rosita are seeing like oh if they do that this is over our plan yeah. sucks yeah so exactly. it's kind of good that they left for the sanctuary and heard them testing out the fat lady yeah it is it is true in that sense yeah they they did that was kind of smart of them you know they they didn't know (laughs) they didn't know they looked out you you know credit (laughs) They, they they get the credit but yeah it was definitely not intentional they just happened to stumble upon this just like you know daryl and tara's car just happened to plow into uh this chick's you know truck kismet kismet yeah it all worked out that way it's divine providence (laughs) and and how great did you feel when that garbage truck hit that truck you're like that doesn't happen on the show ever (laughs) the whole thing i thought was funny rosita basically blowing up that guy was hilarious oh my god i was like no way Think of how many times these saviors have have always kind of how many times have they done that? They've always yeah. underestimated the their opponents. They did yeah. it at uh, the chem plant with Carol. Yeah, they, they always assuming the other the other side is not as vicious as they are, or they yeah. you know no they have no mind of their own. You know they just yeah. adopt in this attitude that they don't have sense doing. They really don't. You have a rocket launcher pointed at you, son. <laughs> not to make this political, but I'm sure that there are millions of women across the country that lived vicariously through Rosita in the wake of the sexual harassment allegations. <laughs> For a woman to be holding a freaking 
bazooka-like weapon when a guy says, honey girl, you're not going to do that, are you? And she yeah. just un- oh. unhesitatingly just blows him up. Oh, man. That I'm was, dying right now. Oh, man. I was like, that is very accurate to the times. Thank you. Like, how would you like Scott a phallic object pointed towards you exploding? Yes. <laughs> so, I, uh, I was, you know, yes. I wasn't even thinking about that, but... <laughs> Thank you, yeah, you like Walking it. Dead. Thank you, Walking Dead writers, oh, <laughs> for incorporating that in there. In, I, mean, I feel like going to you, Carol. So, Carol, we good? <laughs> we, are we, we good? good? Are we good? Yeah. Are we even awful. now? A guy explode vaporized, practically. Vaporized. Pretty, I was surprised there were more chunks, but. <laughs> no, completely incinerated. <laughs> incinerated. Like nothing. <laughs> I, I lost my mind. Because, okay, let's do the count, man. It's martial arts fight, right? Yes. Okay. Car chase. Okay. Explosion. Helicopter scene. Guy exploding. Guy explodes. What's next? Yeah. I just can't wait, man. Every episode uh-huh. gives me a little action surprise. It's just crazy. It's something out of like a like lethal weapon or I don't know. Yeah. It's it's just yeah. crazy. Or like in, in this case, it would be like Evil Dead or something. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, or Evil Dead too. That was, you know what would have been even great? And I oh, kind of man. thought this in retrospect. I was like, you know what? Like when the when they ran outside and the chick had like left with the truck or whatever, I'm like, you pretty much could have used that same bazooka on that truck. <laughs> you just couldn't load them them phallic things in time. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. I was like, couldn't you just like shoot that damn truck? Like just <laughs> yeah. blow that thing up. <laughs> like I was thinking that too, but like, okay, let's give him some, let's give him a break. Michonne got the crap kicked out of her. Um, yeah. And then, well, and you can tell she's they're not in good shape. Man. Not in no, good shape I was gonna say you can tell that she's still not recovered. You can tell that she is still very much uh, in recovery. Oh, God, she's not neither there. Of them are. It's kind of. It, I mean, it's pathetic, but like not in the mean way. It's just. It's just, right. it's just pathetic they're is not the right there. word. They're not there. Like guys, come on, you know. But I did think it was funny that like, and, and I was, oh, I was watching the episode with my husband. It's like truck comes in and smashes into the side of this you know the chicks you know the savior's truck daryl jumps out unhesitatingly just like goes into the side and like machine guns the per- the savior and that's it oh <laughs> I was yeah like, i was like it was funny like i was watching it with my husband eddie and he was like damn <laughs> i was like daryl i was like daryl's pretty much like on a very very clear trajectory <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hell hath no fury like a Daryl caged. Yeah, <laughs> so, he's, he's just kind of over it. He's done. No, I, there's one thing that I that's just been bugging me. It's this thorn on my side. It's that mm-hmm. I feel like he's used the fat lady before, and I can't place the episode. Yes, he did. You know okay. where it was um, last season. It was one. It was the Maggie centric episode where it was like Maggie, Sasha, and Jesus, and the saviors rolled in a car that was mm-hmm. playing opera music. Oh, right, and, right, right. And they had the gates wide open, and it was attracting uh, walkers in. Oh, and that's what brought the was that what brought the walkers inside yeah. the Alexandria? Okay, thank you. That's yes. what it was. It was that they basically had and the and the car was um, locked. They couldn't get in and turn off the music. Like they basically had it like with. Oh, operatic music you know blaring like in the middle of the night and the car was just in their uh in their community with the gates wide open so they were just coming in you know so they had to so maggie ended up having to like i think she had a tractor she had to roll the tractor over the 
the freaking car to get the music to stop. So oh, man, yeah, and that was those. That was a great two episodes too. Yes, yes. I mean, just the, everything about it from Carol totally ninjaing out and and acting like a wolf, one of the wolves, uh, to just the Morgan thing, you know, one of the wolves escaping, Sam dying, and oh wow, what a dramatic episode! So that is a good call. That's one of the best callbacks is just having this thing, this thing that really destroyed Alexandria, like all of the people, like God. Deanna too. Holy crap. But that was no, it wasn't that one. I'm thinking of like the hilltop. Remember when Maggie was at the hilltop and oh, like the oh. and the saviors pushed in a car, like Sasha and Maggie gremlin, woke up. Yeah. And, they woke up in the middle of the night and like they heard this like music and stuff, and that's what it was. It was like the, the saviors had, had pushed in this car and, and all that. Like it seems like they've used that they, they they've done that before where they basically kind of like use a car as like a sound box to basically I they did that kind of, alexandria too i must have been mistaken or something I but I like i forget how they got in and, and all that oh oh the herd yeah that time yeah. Oh, well they, they you know what they had already been at the gate at the at the walls at, at, at alexandria yeah because they were trying because they weren't weren't though wasn't that herd like in a quarry and they knew it was it was going right. to become a problem so That's they needed right. to find a way to i guess i don't know maneuver them or something or whatever yeah you had the green balloons and the uh the trailer or the RVs, oh, I think, or something yeah. in a row, and that didn't Glenn, quite work out. Glenn yep. and the green, balloons. and that's what got um, that's what got Enid on board with Glenn. Yeah, I think it was the green balloons, and it she let her back. Yep, it did. Oh, oh, full circle. Full circle. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting how the saviors have these techniques. You know that they basically have this thought out technique. Technique of like, yeah, we're gonna do this. And because, yeah, it's true. It's like they definitely could have used that act of sanctuary to, to lure these um, these these walkers away. So they definitely like, um, you know, had a plan, which is, uh, you know, commendable. <laughs> it's, it's pat on the back, guys. Yeah, it's good work. Commendable, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think they were going to use it more to lure the the walkers away from the sanctuary. Yeah, but because yeah. uh, it is a good tool, and then and then these two these two saviors, you know, they would have been like heroes. They would have gotten upgrades, and that's what made Promotion. them such detestable characters, too. Yeah, you know, so they they gotta go. You gotta take them out. Yeah, they got taken out pretty quick. Michelle. Um, the one thing I do, I want to touch base on this before we move on to Carol in the Kingdom, and then we'll also we'll get to like Rick in the garbage nuts. <laughs> Um, the the guy, I guess his name is either Dylan or Phil, the the mm-hmm. the scared, the somewhat scared savior. Yes. Um, now, when Jared tries to escape from the little pig pen, <laughs> um, how, the guy, how this the guy, guy knocks him, knocks the rock out of his hand. He like yeah, bumps him. He, he tries to he tries to talk sense to, into Jared too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he does. But something makes me okay. So there's two things about the scene that really is it's really interesting. Is this, is this one not Maggie knocks him out? I keep forgetting. I don't think so because I think he stood there next to him and told him like, you know, this place is going to be ours or something. Yeah, that's like, correct. That's yeah. correct. Yes. I'm recalling what I just saw like about an hour or two ago, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah he does that. And then as soon as, as soon as Jared says that Jared says, yeah, this place is going to be ours. Gregory kind of makes eyes. Mm. And I think the very next scene after that is, is Maggie, Aaron and, and Enid in the office. But right. you know, where he's saying, Oh, Gregory, 
Gregory is now sucking up to the saviors. Mm-hmm. But there's something about that that that's a little unnerving. And mm-hmm. it also makes me start to think I I'm I'm mostly on board with this Phil Dillon guy being a, a you know a possible net good. Like oh okay this is why the plan is actually working. This is what we need to do right. because this this is like a clear example of how this plan is actually makes sense because mm-hmm. we're starting to convince people that look I'm just trying to survive. If this is the best way to survive without having to you know constantly trying to be ambitious and, and opportunistic and, and kill people to get on top, you know, to take more. Yeah. And I don't need yeah. to do that. I just need to do my job and be a contributor. You know, okay. I dude, I'm I just want to survive. That. Yeah. I'm cool. Exactly. I, I'm like 70, 80% of the way there with this guy being good dude. But there's that 20% of me that is, is yeah, like you just never know. Is this yeah. good? Is this like good cop, bad cop? Like, is this Phil guy and Jared is like the bad cop? And then Negan is kind of like the, this opportunity to be puppet, puppet master because he knows the place. Like, he'll like yeah. play them. Like, he'll probably get them killed. Probably get them both killed, but probably mostly Jared and probably get I, himself killed in the process. But still. I, I wonder because I, I, I think I had heard. So I, I could have sworn that when they were before this season came out, they had said that um, that there were going to be two additional new characters to the show. And one of them, they said, no, oh, no. And apparently they always say that they use. Um, what do you call it? Uh, um, Anagram? No, no, no. They use um, kind of like a, a pseudonym, like another name for them oh, okay. so to not give away things. Oh, because if they, if <laughs> because if they would have, yeah, there you go. If they would have said, oh, you know, there's going to be a new character added named Sadiq, people would have been like, oh, well, I know where this is going. Okay. You know, so <laughs> they basically said, so no. So they had said that, yeah, we have a new character named Abdul. The casting was for a character named Abdul. And then- really? Yes. And then on the show, it's like, oh, it's Sadiq. But they didn't (laughs) use the actual character name when they did the casting to kind of keep it under wraps. I think that this guy, the the savior there, I think he might have been the other character that they talked about, but I don't remember. I don't rem- I I feel like he might be that other character because he's getting a lot of screen time. Like this guy oh, yeah. is getting a lot of like you know a lot of actual dialogue in. So yeah. I don't know if maybe he ends up being like one of those kind of you know like a a, a Dwight kind of situation where you know he's you know defective you know to the saviors. You know like he's he's not necessarily a savior to his core you know as opposed to like the jareds and the you know the simons yeah yeah (laughs) now but i you know even gavin i don't buy that gavin is a savior to his core either i think that gavin is one is again he's middle management he's there because you know it's a job and it pays the bills and it's you know it gives him his 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 benefits and whatever but i think to his core he's not a savior because every time like the situation comes up where it's like oh here's rick and his army outside he's like jesus christ when they walk out into the hallway and all the workers are there again he's like jesus christ i'm like gavin <laughs> is just not into this he's like oh god like he, does, yeah, but he doesn't want I think yeah, I just think a part of me is kind of like he's done like I don't I think, think he's he gonna is. be one of those characters he's just too he's you know what as much as he's middle management he still does the job and I don't think I don't think Morgan's gonna let him get away with that and I think part of me thinks for all the bull because I don't want to say the S word because of explicit lyrics but <laughs> for all the stuff that that um this could be a way in for Ezekiel for all that stuff that he has to he had to put up with with all the drops yes you know I think 
think this would motivate. I think Gavin will probably take a turn for this. Is just me. I mean, you can uh-huh. stick with with what you think. I, I I could go either way on that. Like I could think that Gavin is could be one of those characters that like we just put up with. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to be a top character. I think he may not even show up again, or he right. may be referenced. Right. But the alternative is he buys in fully to me, and then you know Morgan and or Ezekiel will find a way. To, this could be a good part for Ezekiel to kind of rise up and say, "This is this is some BS. This is some BS yeah. right there." You know, and I got I got this. You know what? I got a rally, and this is going to be my rallying cry off with this yeah. guy. You know, because they may end up having Gavin do his job mm-hmm. and try to pick off the rest of the king and maybe get Ezekiel's head. You know, mm-hmm. like 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 they were instructed to get. Right, so right, right. could be a good turning point for uh, for Ezekiel, like to rise up. Or it could be another way to lose a main character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, true. Ooh, the show with its tantric death. <sighs> yeah. Hashtag tantric death. Hashtag. I think we had two hashtags this episode, right? Hashtag tantric death. And what was the other one again? Oh, man, I have to go back. I don't remember. It's a blur. Oh, yeah. Um. So Carol in the Kingdom. Let's talk about that stuff. Emotional. Yeah, but... Uh, well, we'll get to that, but because <laughs> so, I lost my goddamn mind with you on chat. Um, so I, I'm I'm very intrigued by the initial scene with Jerry being outside um, Ezekiel's domicile. There's not iffy, but I'm very. It's just very shaky. You see that he kind of doesn't need to be there. He's like admitting that, like I was told not to be be there i don't need to be here but i just don't know what to do this is what i do you know so you could see that like ezekiel not being 100 percent present is throwing these guys games off especially jerry who's like you know do or die and so i could tell your heart is 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 wavering it's quivering right now for for jerry well you know like i i'm so happy that he's one of the survivors from yeah, that whole first battle. of all that first i mean you know how i feel about that like i'm, I'm sad that he's sad I know, girl. Poor Jerry. <laughs> Obviously, he's very, they're, they're very somber. The mood of the kingdom is very somber. Yeah. For good reason. You can tell yeah, that people it's... are grieving. I think they have like a little memorial that they've been setting up for like all their fallen um, soldiers and knights and family members. And Ezekiel's just kind of racked in his own guilt. Yeah. Just basically yeah. like, you know, Remorse. in, remorseful and just he's just he, he can't face anybody right now he, he doesn't know what to i mean in reality i don't know what you can do i mean like you your entire army was decimated so i don't know necessarily what you do yeah yeah and, and, and to compare it with gregory just for a minute because what a difference between the two people like if Gregory was put in the same position, he would just keep going. But it's yeah. the good people. It's the people that really invest themselves in the well-being of really. Contrast the scene in his in Gregory's office with Maggie yes. and with, with what Carol is dealing with with Ezekiel in his quarters alone, holding the chain of Shiva at the same yeah. time. That was rough. And and rough. you see the huge difference. Gregory is saying, my, my motives were pure. Um, right. He was saying, uh, you know, connect the dots, you know, I really care about my people. And we, we know that's nonsense. But at the same time, when, when something like that happens to Ezekiel, he's he can't function. Where, no. Meanwhile, Gregory is, is... And I'm not saying that... The one thing I, d- I don't want to say is that I think Gregory has no choice. And the reason why I say he has no choice is that he has to be this way 
mm-hmm. nibbling, crying, not wanting to be like a baby, like not wanting yeah. to be thrown in with these other killers. Yeah. And so, and you really, you don't, I don't necessarily, I mean, I do feel for Gregory in a way, but at the same, because just to see that, but only because I feel that he's forced himself to put on this character in order to survive. There's part of me that thinks he's so, it's so easy for him to abscond with just the norms, just to be anything he needs to be to survive. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ezekiel lives, he puts this thing on and he's never really taken it off, this king thing. Even yeah. right now, he hasn't taken it off. He still feels responsible, yes. you know? And absolutely. I thought that was a good contrast, just looking at him and then remembering that scene. So yeah. I thought it was good to, to bring up because it's there. It's in the same episode, too. So it's it's just a good thing to kind of pick up on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's powerful. Yeah. And you get to the, the scene where Carol is just desperately trying to convince him. And it's hard. It's to hard. Do the hardest work that he can do. I mean, when you're faced with that situation, we're, we've all been faced with some, some sort of hardship, you know, where yeah. we've had to really just, in spite of everything screaming at us to just wallow in our own whatever it is, to be in that, to live in this sort of misery or whatever it is, yeah. you know, to be told to do something that's just so difficult, even if it means that we don't do it right or, you know, it, that we, we, that we just, it's, it's just Herculean and to yeah. the point where he ha- he might even have to fake it, you know, like completely mm-hmm. fake it. Mm-hmm. It's just the hardest thing to have to do, especially if you're a man of integrity like Ezekiel. And he is that yeah. man, you know, and that, that Gregory scene really solidified it with me. Um, right. And but there was that one thing that happened. And it was like she tries to turn. She, she tries to shift perspective, like make him see that he is that guy already. And that mm-hmm. was why did you keep seeing me? You know, I'm capable. You know, you know who I am. You know, and he says, you just made me feel real. Yes. Not a fiction. Real. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that and I started seeing tears in Carol's eyes, I blasted you with shit. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Like, oh, man. I 100%. like a thousand. Um, What is it called? The When they ship somebody like shippers. Right. Is that what yes. they call them? Yes, a thousand people just wrote fan fiction just then oh, there, yeah. in their heads ready to be cartoon drawed animated blogged oh, vlogged it'll um, happen at that moment it's happening. yeah yeah it's, it's happening, happening as we speak even after five or six days or whatever it is i don't know what day it is yeah <laughs> so no, those two are getting together oh it's man I, I just got shivers man i just can't it's happening and um you can't tell me otherwise it's happening yeah and carol says you are you are real to me <gasps> to the kingdom yes. she goes on of course of those course, people, can't leave it just there. Yeah, those people need. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the Walking Dead. We're tough, right? We move on. Yeah, right. Those, it's like those people need their king to lead them. You owe them that. Henry needs you. you know? And he says he can't. You know, it's uh, it's so heartbreaking. And I do want to see more of that, but I don't know if we're gonna. <laughs> we may, we may, but I don't know. Oh, but I'm, I think I'm, we'll I'm, see- I'm pleased to be disappointed though. Like about. Meaning, I'm pleased to be wrong, not disappointed about right. not seeing Ezekiel for a while. It was, it was kind of like, okay, oh, we're not done with him. Okay, we're gonna make him do the hard work. You know, we're gonna make him face this thing. Okay, yeah, okay, I respect yeah. you for that. You know, yeah, good exactly. on them. Good on the Walking Dead. It is because that is, and and it's it's a criticism that I think that they've faced in the past that they kind of go through these traumatic events and just kind of move on. And it's like, no, you know, like there, that is, he went through a very traumatic event. He saw his entire delegation basically be absolutely murdered in front of him in the worst possible way. And 
all reanimate themselves as as zombies, as walkers. It's, you know, there, and he lost like his his beloved tiger, you know, like, and that he couldn't do anything to save her, you know, that time. So, yeah, he has every right to be shell shocked and not be ready to like, all right, well, let's just get back to it. It's like, no, that's completely unrealistic. Yeah, it's like it's like a knight without his armor. You're like, yeah. How do I know what to be without it? You know, mm-hmm. like, how do I function? So, yeah. Yeah, oof. exactly. Side note, though. Side note is that, and this is the stupidest of side notes. But if you, the one thing that during the commercials, I I was watching the commercials for No Man's Land, mm-hmm. Walking Dead game. Yeah, I noticed that you can play as Jerry, and I started thinking to myself, maybe <laughs> I will play this game because just he's just so badass. I just want to hear things that he says he's in between so kills. Hilarious. I just thought that was kind of cool. Like it, he's great in the show, and then oh my god, you can actually play him in the game. Oh, more, more Jerry, more you know? Jerry, and a battle axe. Yeah, a battle axe. pretty damn cool. Core. Pretty um, damn cool. Yeah, but if 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 we're not uh, if we're done with this, um, I do want to go to Rick and the trash people. Yes. So, naked yeah. arts and crafts. Like they're just so bizarre, I'm so glad man. You brought that up. Yeah, no, that's the first thing that needs to be brought up. They're, they're so weird. It's just it's a cult. It's like downright cultish. That, that's basically what it is. Yeah, like they, they they are a cult. Everybody else is dressed except her and her her little slave. I guess they were the only. It was weird, man. It was weird. Yeah. I was like. I, I don't quite understand. This is what you got. This this is what you do on your free time. You make arts and crafts out of garbage wire and metal in the nude. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. You know what though? I, I I am starting to realize it's funny how that you can start to pick apart what these people are about the more you get to see them. And I'm I'm begrudgingly going, okay, something about this is kind of interesting. And it's not just the fact that Jadis is nude. And it's it's that um their nature. So you get the idea when you first meet them, and I mentioned this last uh last week, which which is the stealth and the they know how to handle themselves and they have a very fortress like place mm-hmm. and obviously they're weird they don't know how to speak english but the fact the reason for that is at their core all of these people are essential i'm trying to find the right word there's a there's a theory where um you take what's necessary and you discard every the rest and i th- there's a theory there's a philosophy that behind that and you know what you're right there is one and i don't remember the name behind I'm struggling it struggling and I, yeah i know the meaning of it i just don't remember what it was yeah. called now and these people embody that to its core down to yeah. the nudity right like if sure. you really want to be in touch with your art you try to take out any distraction right so you yes. part of the distractions clothes okay let's not worry about clothes let's just wear a smock apparently yeah. a nice smock to cover the boobs yes. section yep. crotch section and then you just do your thing um but it's also the language it's also the bare minimum language and like he talks too much you know that like it's this comic kind of way of looking at us you know as people you know like we could do with less words i guess and and we'd still get the meaning but uh, i just so i hate that i'm getting it and maybe hopefully it'll make even more sense with more exposure to them yes <laughs> i use the right word um i think i think it was a bruce lee quote absorb what is useful discard what is useless 
Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. showing up. You know, it could be it could be some Taoist thing or or, or something. It but be. it must but come from somewhere else. Like I don't know why. I forget what it's called. Like the law of essentialism. I was looking at like Moore's law. I mean that the night when I watched it, I was I was trying to figure out the right law, and I just couldn't remember it. But yeah, it comes from somewhere. It's Bruce Lee's law. <laughs> so we're gonna call that now. Um, but yeah, it's, and Bruce Lee must have gotten from somewhere. I think he got it from something called Jeet Kune Do. Let's see, the mm. Tao of Jeet Kune Do. I think it's yeah, it's it comes from something more. Buddhist hmm. monks, I think, right? Jeet Kune Do. Like it's Marsh- a fighting style, right? Yes, it's a martial arts philosophy. Interesting. God damn. Yeah. God love Google. God bless Google. Hey, you're good. I was trying to find Fast. it. I found it like two seconds. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's mm. it's the first thing that I said was when, when Rick was trying to convince them of trying to join them, showing them the Polaroids and, and stuff. Just effing Tamiel. My God. Just She's like, shot you. Done, man. She's like, shot you. It's very straightforward about it. Yeah. He's like, shot you. Basically saying shot you, like, as in what, you know, why what, are you What do you want here? now? Why are you still here? Yeah. He does get the point across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you grazed me. I know. I know. I thought that was really funny. That yeah, was funny. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude, it wasn't shot you. You have to admit, it was it was the tension was there, but it was also kind of broken up by the fact that these people are kind of outerworldly. It's very odd, <clears throat> so um, odd. Yeah, she says no. Let's just get to the point. I love it. He really does like, make a concerted no. speech too, you know, and it's he talks too much, I guess. Yeah. And I really thought that they were escorting him out until we get to the end. <laughs> I and she's wearing it. his boots. I really thought that they escorted him out. I was like, oh man, really? God damn yeah. it, Rick. Got yourself locked up. Again. And this is, this is like another one of those bad decisions you're referring to or bad decision. <laughs> bad decision. Uh, yeah. And they uh, and did you notice that scene as they were ending that scene where she says no, how they kind of scatter like roaches or like they do kind yes. of like fast walkers or something? Yes. Yeah, which they've just, done before, but I, I like the bird's eye view of it. They're so weird. But I do, I would do want to actually, before we get, I mean, obviously, okay, Rick is being escorted to a a um trailer, no a trailer, or no a uh, oh, I, you know what it is? It's kind of like the Terminus trailer that they were in. Yeah, it is. but it's but the idea it brings up um visuals of that were similar to Daryl in the sanctuary, and then uh, it suddenly it suddenly hit me something big. And I'm hoping that this is the case because this kind of turns the world on its head. Like oh it may even differ from, I mean, obviously the guard, the trash hipsters, they're not even in the comic, right? So no. it may turn the world on its head to think about the fact that the saviors are not the biggest problem in this world. It could hmm. be, it could be that the trash hipsters, uh, that the saviors were the last line of defense from the trash hipsters. And that maybe the deal that was struck between those two of mutual of like armistice, um, was kind of like a you stay on your side of the fence i'll stay on mine we'll strike some deals like in this in this agreement hmm. like access to the helicopter we'll give you some of our our scavenging so yeah there's this idea that's starting to really form in the back of my mind like oh my god what if this has nothing to do with the saviors what if rick's plan to get the trash hipsters to actually join them 
was a faulty idea from the very beginning, you know, from the very moment that they found them. What if the trash people were just playing them, being toying with them, trying to torture them into thinking that that, you know, oh, the saviors are the bad guys. I mean, meanwhile, they're really the worst. They're they are the worst. Yeah. And this idea is growing exponentially in my brain. And it makes me really, really frightened for Rick. Because if that's the case, this show can go in a... This this season is going to feel long. Because if Rick is not going to be leaving there there for a little while, um, this this may... I don't think it's going to interfere with the overall plan with the Saviors. But now that the Saviors are out of the way, if I'm right, this could be even worse. And it could... Obviously, it could be an alliance between the Saviors to conquer them. But we may not see that ever. Or we'll see that way down the line you know maybe yeah. that's that's the owl in the owl festival maybe they change that <laughs> okay i don't know mm-hmm. but like it really bugs me that i'm thinking about this because the more i think about it the more it would be something out of nowhere i don't think anybody i've tried to read predictions and obviously people have read the comics so they, they're not thinking this mm-hmm. so i don't know what, and what do you think about this idea I don't know. I mean, the thing is that because they're not a group from the comics, they can pretty much pivot the garbage people any way that they want. Um, I don't know. I don't know what role they're going to play exactly. Like, I always thought that they were kind of there to play spoiler. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think that they are the ones with their, with the helicopter. I think that would be super useful, obviously. So I don't know if this is just if they're just another obstacle to be reckoned with in order to get to the bigger boss, you know, but I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I just don't know how much longer do you keep these garbage people on or like how much of a role are they going to be in? Or is this a community that is going to last and that, you know, you have to kind of find a way to, to, to either defeat them in a way that they are submissive to the group or what? I don't know, you know, so it, it'll be interesting to see. I haven't figured them out. I have yeah. not figured out the garbage And that's the worst all. part. That's what makes me think about this. So I guess we'll see, but but I, I'm holding on to this theory. And if I'm the only one who, who calls it, I'll get, a, I'll get a little pep in my step. Meanwhile, I'm wearing my pooping pants. So, <laughs> oh, man, now I'm nervous. But still, you know, anyway. But if we don't, if you don't have any more notes, we can move on to Sneak Peeks. Where's the theme yes. music for Sneak Peeks? Do we have theme music for Sneak Peeks? No, we don't. We okay. should. Oh, well. We should develop it. <laughs> I'll work on it, Carol. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sneak Peeks. First one looks like Eugene is confronting Dwight. Yes. And Dwight yes. says the sanctuary will fall. And all you and... have to do is just nothing, right? That's yeah. what he says. It's yep. like... All you have to do is just nothing. Just let it happen. Right. Don't don't solve Negan's problem, but don't also leave with Dr. Carson. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So what do you think about that? I, I think Eugene is gonna take some sort of action. I think that I, I I think that we'll we'll see. What I'm more curious about to see is if Father Gabriel is sincerely sick and is this his dying wish since he wanted to die with a purpose? And his right. purpose is to get the doctor to Maggie. Or some people think, could he be faking it to get to the doctor for the doctor to see him? And yep. then, you know, he gets to, you know, and they go from there. Maybe. Maybe that's a possibility, too. I don't know. So, yeah. like, I'll be, I'll be curious to see what that is. 
Yeah, you, you're not even calling what Eugene might even do. You're just kind of like, you know, let me leave that alone. Because yeah. Eugene's got enough to deal with. <laughs> Eugene has enough to deal with. I, I'm wow. more curious to see, like, is Father Gabriel seriously sick? Or is he kind of giving off that so that he can get to the doctor? Wow, I really I did plant a seed last week, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> with that yeah oh yes it, it is something to think about yeah but uh so the next scene is we have rick being let out naked ish on his knees at the dump and the sound of walkers in the background oh god so and and what i wrote here was because of my theory i was like is this another test or yes. is this just the, the trash people toying with him knowing full well that they are the masters of this the apocalypse and they're, this, they're, they're the worst threat this is another weird weird test another weird <sighs> test in my mind i envisioned this being another one of those i Prove how strong you are, gladiator. Like, this is basically another gladiator-type test yet again. And, and yet, why do we, like, if they're such pragmatic people, like, if they're such essential, essentialist people, I, I don't want to use the word essentialist because of the other connotations, but, like, those kind of people's very brief, curt. Yes, minimalist. They, yeah, they are, yeah, minimalist. That's perfect word. Thank you. It's because it's 2 a.m. But, um... <laughs> If they are that, he's already done the test. Why would they make him do it again, right? So that's what really gets bumped around in my mind. And the yeah. only thing I could think of is the third option of all this is that somebody comes in and just takes them all out. <laughs> just just, just, just so done with them. And then yeah. we can like take out a potential plot hole, you know? <laughs> so I mean I mean, honestly, like they the side missions need to stop. And if it, and if there was any sort of sense, because he told them, you know, in this episode it's like, you know, my people know that I'm here, you know, so like if you don't, you know, if if you don't uh, side with us, you know, they're they're gonna do what they're gonna do or whatever. Right. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm and, like and Yeah, the people that know that he's there, Daryl, are off doing right. something completely stupid. Right. I'm like, no, you guys should be waiting outside of the walls of this place, ready to kind of go in if necessary. Right. And who is now? Like we don't know. No. I have no idea. Like he's basically there on his own, just kind Very of like, "Hey guys, guys, uh, you you can come in, guys. I need some help in here. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you really need your help. So yeah, I'm, and maybe they're. You know what? Maybe this is. Maybe this is. Um, Jada's really trying to call Rick out on his bluff. Could you know, be. If they are really ready, they'll put a stop to this Walker. Let's say or Walkers. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds like more than one. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So, another sneak peek. Tara saying, we can do this. And then flashing to Michonne, she admits that they're, the risk isn't worth taking. Right. Um, and that Daryl disagrees. Yep. Yep. So, it's it's very iffy here. Now, yeah, I mean, I know we did cover the fact that as stupid as this is, if they hadn't done this, the fat lady would have been would been, would have been released. The sanctuary would probably gotten cleared out. Um, you know, Daryl wouldn't have been there in time to follow up on uh, Rosita and Michonne, you know, yeah. and get taken out uh, Tia or whoever, whatever her name was, uh, the savior. Mm -hmm. So I'll admit that as stupid as this was, they got really, really lucky. Um, yes. But that being said, now that that's been neutralized and now that they've actually seen the sanctuary, okay, uh, goodbye. Right. <laughs> just go, just go away. Right. No, Daryl um, is basically, Daryl and Tara are full bent on just kind of like, nope, just going in you know, just full on head first. That's it. So one of these two or both of these two are not getting out of this situation alive as far as I'm concerned. 
Sorry, Daryl fans. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like, it's like it's like the ta- the the tantric death has gotta it's gotta end some point, and we're already that, up to uh, episode seven. So this is like the episode before the mid season. If probably. that if I'm telling you, I man, I am afraid what's gonna happen on Twitter if Daryl gets killed off at any point. Like if that happens, Twitter will explode. Yeah, will I mean, ex- you you have had I've had, I've spoken you know since we started the podcast, I've spoken with so many people. And there are things that have happened, major things, you know, okay, like like Maggie's father dying, like Herschel right. dying. Right. Um, that was significant. Oof. Yeah. You and people have stopped watching the show after that. Right. And, uh, and I speak to people all day. It's like these major things, these major characters dying. Glenn. Or, yeah. That was... Glenn, Glenn, yeah, that that was a tough I think I think I spoke to some guy just uh, three days ago, a friend from from grade school, and he's like, Yeah, just after that, it was kind of like, boy, what are you trying to do? I'm just not yeah. i'm not invested in uh yeah. you know and even even when they heard that especially when they heard that glenn came back they're like oh come on you know yeah. i'm not yeah. i will not be toyed like this so. yeah no no people were just kind of like oof like there were there have been certain moments where people were kind of like nope i'm done <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's 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 one of those things where and you know if if no if nobody dies i look i'll be happy but mm-hmm. uh it's it's see the tension's just too it's just everybody's putting themselves in such danger right just, now and sometimes yeah. unnecessarily so right and i just don't feel like you can get away with such reckless behavior for so long eventually yeah, not, something's gonna have to come from it yeah not on this show so right oh man and God's you know speaking. with tara with Tara and, and Daryl right now, it's kind of like the whole, you know, listen, if you guys are going to live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. Like, that's basically it. You know, you guys are hell-bent on killing everybody. It's like, you know, this, this doesn't bode well for them. Right. I mean, we do... It's assuming that the flash forward is true. We know that Michonne survives. Right. Okay. So we know that much. Uh, beyond that, we know Carl survives. Uh, uh, Gracie survives. Great <laughs> Sorry. Um, Obviously, yeah, right. 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 So these people we know make it. Uh, what, how they make it and at what cost, you know, right. we don't know. And then we don't know the other people that are. But So we know that, I guess, Tara, Daryl, at the very least, Terrell, um, yes. they're on the chopping block. Uh, and then yeah. you have Aaron and Aaron and Enid. Ugh. So, yeah. Um, but look, let's take a step back for a second. Realize that this is shaping up to be a pretty crazy season right now. They've really kind of gotten a lot of their mojo back in my book, you know, in terms of disruptions, in terms of character development, you've got these characters who, you know, you've got like a Negan, a seemingly two dimensional character who does crazy things to, to, to our main characters. Um, and then you get this sort of depth to him that makes you realize oh wow okay any one of us could have been that guy to to get people to fall in line you know to to realize and it's something i realized while listening to the to our show again uh last week's show how people are a resource the one thing that negan really tries to drive home that people just aren't getting because they're too used to other people trying to kill them (laughs) is that how many actual people are left in this world Right. They're a precious resource, not just a resource. So there's almost like a, I care about humanity. There's too little of us to be wasting us. You know, when things, when things eventually get better, Mm -hmm. you know, when these walkers eventually run out of 
flashlets just say right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um we are gonna need enough people to put the pieces back together and i'm gonna want to yeah. be there to whether or not he wants to be the president or you know whatever it is to be the one to put the pieces back together i want to yeah. be able to have enough pe- resources to be able to get the train in motion again to get things back to normal you know yep. so that's pretty big you know it yeah. just takes it to another level the, the i this idea of resources is they're precious resources so Absolutely. He's he's an an eco-warrior, a people eco-warrior. He's ecological. He understands that. He's a hippie, deep down. (laughs) Deep down inside, he's a hippie. Very in his cockles, I guess, let's just say. So... Lucille, give me strength. Lucille, give me strength, pretty much. I guess, uh, and with that, let's uh, let's call it an evening. Uh, you have many means to reach us. It's uh, squawking at squawking dead pos- Let's do that again. It's squawking dead podcast at gmail.com. You've got www.squawkingdead.com to see all our portals, our social media portals, episodes. You've got YouTube. You've got Google Play Music. You've got Apple Podcasts. You've got Twitter. You've got Facebook pages. You can't I mean, swing a cat without hitting us. Yeah, and yet, you know, I'm not seeing any cats. <laughs> so, with that, yeah. uh, have a great evening, everybody. It was a really, really lovely meeting of the minds. Tantric death, hashtag. Uh, and uh, and uh, everybody have a great evening, and we'll see you next week, guys. See you next time. Bye. Where's the button? <laughs> I can't find the button. I'm keeping this.